Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is Slaves to Righteousness. Now, here's Pastor Carrie. Well... It's time for our last sermon on Romans, um, the part one. We're going to, like I said, probably in February, we're going to start Romans part two. And it was uh, certainly a blessing to me, to my group, and I hope it was a blessing to all of you. Today's title is called The Slaves to Righteousness. Uh, But before we begin, let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for this this opportunity to be in your presence. We pray, Father, that you lead us and guide us in um, in our our talk, our our time with you. We pray, Father, for your words um, to to come out and that we open our hearts to to what you have for us to to hear and help us to to recognize truly the, the the incredible sacrifice. When we think of the veterans, we also realize um, ultimately the sacrifice of, that you did in sending your son for us, that we can truly um, experience uh, by faith a life and a freedom. Thank you, Father. We pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Last year, there was a internet, YouTube video that I saw where a guy, a, a father, a well-meaning father who loves his daughter and it's Christmas time and he, he, he um, says, hey, honey, why don't you come outside? I want something to show you. And it was a, a Lamborghini. He was like a, she, a teenage daughter probably has no business driving a Lamborghini anyways but it was a Lamborghini right that's not those of you that don't know it's not a type of pasta it's like a it's like a $300,000 car right just pure muscle you could drive it around 250 miles per hour or something like that it's just a Lamborghini Man, my dad once got me a coin box for for Christmas, <laughs> right? So, so like, and so it was a Lamborghini, and he was—you could tell the excitement of giving his son this, our daughter, this Lamborghini. But you know, it was a yellow Lamborghini, and the daughter, she she goes out, she looks at it, she looks at him. So what is this? I wanted a red Lamborghini. And she got so mad. Right? Completely rejecting this, this gift. She, she wouldn't even go into the car and finally she'd go, and just completely disgusted by the gift that her daddy gave her. What would you do? I don't say it. We're in church. <laughs> right? Um, God has 
like the the title of our entire lesson is the gift of God. God has given us this incredible gift. And what we do with this gift, we could, you know, you can relate to that story however you want with that. Um, whether we truly wrap ourselves around it and truly appreciate what God has done, or maybe we don't take value and truly appreciate what he's done fully. And we'll talk about that here. But first of all, in Romans 6, 1 and 2, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means we are those who have we are we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? So we're just starting we're we're continuing on in the the, the the journey that Paul is giving us in the Romans. And how are we saved? By faith. By our belief in him. By the, and it's through the power of God. By our complete faith in Him that we receive righteousness. Our works cannot save us. They cannot do it. But here's this thing. Well, we are saved by grace. But the saints out there will have to say, Well, you know... If you talk about grace, 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 what happens if you, you know, you keep on, is that a license to sin? As long as you believe in God, you can sin and do whatever you want. Have you heard that argument before? People bring that up all the time. But here, Paul is saying, what shall we do then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have Died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? The power of God comes in play. This is not a math equation where you give your life to God and now you, st- or, or maybe you stop sinning and then God is in your life and now you have salvation. This plus this equals this. Or you, you give your life to God, and now you, now that you've come to church, you better take their checklist and make sure I, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't um, play internet stuff, I don't, you know, whatever. You got your list. All right, now I'm a Christian, I just, now I can't sin no more. Right? It's not that either. This is a instinctual thing. I have I had this. Um, you know, you guys went out, know that I went on this road trip. You know, thirty states in thirty days. I got to show you my book right? and all the places I go. And um, you understand why I went on the road trip. You know, um, the circumstances were. You know, my wife passed away. My three kids and I figuring out what to do. We need to do something. We need to get out and be together and go see the world. And I, and I talked to a bunch of people and I saw some um, families that had the same circumstances. And you know what? 
They did the same thing. Not as extreme as what we did. We were kind of crazy. But they did the same thing. All these people just went out, went on road trips, went on these extra long camping trips. It was instinctual for them to do what we did. This is what I'm talking about here. When we are saved by faith, and it says, by faith we receive his righteousness. When we experience his righteousness by faith because we believe in him, instinctually we will let go of sin. Does that make sense? We will let go. It will, it will be um, just, it will come with inside us at one point you know, this is my life. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is destructive. I'm hurting other people. I'm being a bad person. And then all of a sudden, you give your life to God. And man, God is working my life. Oh, you know what? This, this isn't right anymore. I need to get... You know, God has given me this realization that I don't need this part, this stuff in my life anymore. So, by faith, we deal with the sin problem. It's not something you and I have to focus on willpower. I'm never going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this. I want to go to heaven. I'm not going to do this anymore. No, God will give you the power to give up whatever God is encouraging you to give up at this time. Then it goes... For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with it. That we should no longer be slaves to sin, but because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Man. When we give our lives to God, something has to disappear. You know, when you replace, I mean, you have this, there's only so much space in in who you are, and you let God into your life, something has to leave. And that is your old self, right? You give your life by faith, you're, giving, you, you, you're allowing him in your life. This thing, this old self, leaves. It disappears. The more you allow God into your life, the more of your old self leaves your body. It disappears. Right? And that, therefore, as you experience this, and as you allow God to, to take control, become slaves to righteousness, as you allow that to happen you become set free from the bondages of sin. Has anybody ever, can anybody relate to the bondages of sin? To be enslaved by things that they feel that are controlling you because of your habits and because of what you've allowed in your life? You've ever been in that situation? Do you understand what I'm talking about? When we come to God, our Old stuff is just leaving us. 
And then we become set free from the bondages of it. You know, I, my dog, she used to be, we used to stick her in this big cage when I'm gone. Sometimes I'm gone for a long time. I have to be going to work eight hours sometimes. Big, big cage. It's a long time. Don't call animal cruelty if you think that's too long. But anyways, I would let that puppy out. We don't do that anymore. She can handle herself now. But we puppy out. And when I did, boom, right? She's flying around the yard, shh, running around in circles, right? Just with this incredible excitement of, of, of freedom that comes from freedom, right? That is how we as Christians can experience, uh, you know, our, our, our opportunity of freedom that comes from God. Sometimes we walk around like we're still slaved. We're still like, um, who's that guy from Scrooge, the, the moldy guy, whatever his name was, that has his chains on, walking around just chains and walking and, and with a ball of chain around your, your ankle, just completely um, unfree. When we allow God into our lives by faith and we die of our old selves, we are set free. We were talking about this last week in our small groups and we were talking about how we can boast about our salvation. And I was using the analogy, I used to live in, in Dallas when the Cowboys won three Super Bowls out of four years. I don't like the Cowboys. Only the Packers. No, I shouldn't be talking about this stuff. But anyways, and I would see them walking around, and they're boasting about how the Cowboys have won. And they're like, you know, they're just so excited and so happy with life because the Cowboys have won. That's just a Super Bowl. That's just a football team. But when Christ is in our lives, we can boast about our salvation. We can be let go of our chains and we can live with this incredible freedom. God has given us life. We don't have to be chained up. We don't have to be oppressed by our guilt and our, and, our, and, our, and our habits and our circumstances. We can walk with this incredible amounts of freedom, with joy and love. As we let go of ourselves. So now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Maybe we emphasize too much on the dying part. And we lack knowing how to live with him. Maybe we, should, we can emphasize, okay, Christ did all this for me. And we're, we, we wrestle with this because we look at our own, we're still on our, our own, look at our guilts and our past mistakes and, and we're like, whoa, God, I don't deserve this because I've done some bad things. And we just keep staying in this, in this place. We're stuck in it. We know that Christ died for us and we're so grateful for that. But he also wants us to live. Set free, and as we continue on in, 
in Romans, you'll see that. Romans 8 talks about how we are more than conquerors, right? We're not just here to just survive, just, okay, God, I'm just going to barely make it through life, and I'm just going to just struggle and just barely make it, and then I'm going to die, and then I'm going to, to be in heaven. That's not what God's goal for your life is. God wants you to thrive in this world. He's done all these things to help us to experience eternal salvation, but also to free us so we can live to fulfill the promise and the purpose of our lives. William, baby dedication, little baby, has a purpose in this earth. And while all these things might come and try to attack him and keep him away from that purpose, and he might might, uh, be, be, um, you know, sidetracked here and there, but God wants him to, to live, to be strong, to be, to be um, a blessing to this world. And that's not just William, that's all of us. God has called us to be, to have meaning and purpose and make a difference in this world. He set us free to do that. The... It says, for sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. If you are under law, you're basically looking at, okay, looking at sin. Am I doing it or not? Right? Does that make sense? You're looking at, thou shall not murder. Well, am I murdering or not? Well, I didn't murder anybody today, so I got that one down. Right? That's how you're looking at your life when you're under the law. It's basically that simple. Whether you're sinning or not, if you are under the law, you look at life like, are you sinning or not? When that is the case, that is your master. Here, because you are not under the law, you are under grace. You know, you can, you can, you can take that out of your life now. You don't have to focus on your life. Am I sinning or not? Because I am under grace. I've given my life to God. I, and Jesus has come into my heart. And he's the one that defeated this. And now I can just live. I can live with confidence and be free because I've given my life to Jesus. And then... Finally, the last verse of the entire um, small group session here. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. He is giving this to us as a gift. He's come Christmas morning, Papa, giving us a Lamborghini. It's even a red Lamborghini. There is nothing to, to um, no reason why we would ever want to reject it. But in a way, 
when we start to kind of tend towards this is an obligation. To get to heaven, we have to work for it. We have to do something. We don't deserve this Lamborghini. So I have to make myself capable of deserving it. So I can do more to allow myself to, to be able to accept this because I don't deserve it. God has given us this gift. Not because of anything that you and I did or anything that we deserve. He's given us this Lamborghini. Let's just accept it. And take it. And take it on a ride with freedom, right? Take out the, the, the governor and just open it up and go as fast as you can in life and just enjoy life, what, what life has to offer because this is what God has given us. This is why he came on this earth. Before, the religious understanding was, is, was a bit based on control. Like we, you have to keep these laws. You have to do all these things. And, and, and Jesus is very clear in saying, this is it. All you have to do is come to me. And I will give you life. It's as simple as that. Let us pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for today. I pray for each person here. As we are all um, weighed down, burdened, by the things of this world. We've all have our things that we've been chained to in life. And Father, at times we even make our, our religious experience something we're chained to. Let us be let us be set free from this. Let us truly, truly um, grasp what it means to be saved by grace. That it is our faith, our true belief and trust in you that gives us our righteousness and not anything else that we do. Thank you, Father. We pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.com. God bless.